about the Messi thing. Anything else on Except- the Messi front, Chris, before we move on? No, I'm done. I'm done. I'm falling out. I told you, I never want to bring this guy's name up again. I don't know, man. This Messi thing is just a freaking mess. What a disaster. I don't want to hear this name ever again until it's official. But they got me back. No question about it. I am ready to get hurt again. Chris, the Herons are back. Welcome, everybody, to episode number 82 of the Battered Herons podcast. I am your host, Daniel Granada, and alongside me, as always, is Mr. KBD. How are you doing, sir? Well, uh, the question was asked, right? Richard Greenberg chimes in. Is my internet working tonight? Yes, it is. Uh, no thanks to you, AT&T. You guys suck. Um, <laughs> and yes, Did Joe, I was going to go. Uh, no, I, I stayed with AT&T, but... You're right, Joe. Listen, I was going to hold the next door neighbors hostage at least until I could be able to use the Wi-Fi. So, but didn't have to come down to that. All right. So, uh, we last spoke on when was it? The game Sunday night. I, I remember. Yeah. Forgot. Yeah. It was Sunday yeah, night. Sunday last, night. Last, that midnight episode that we did with Joe Shaw. Awesome episode. We talked a lot about the game, and we were excited. We didn't know who we were going to play on Friday. But we now know it's going to be against Charlotte FC. And we're going to get into that. We have a guest from Charlotte joining us. But I think the biggest talking point, I guess I would say, is the yeah. tickets that went on sale. It was yesterday. They randomly went on sale. And I, I no, it wasn't yesterday. Was it Monday? It was Monday, was it yes. Monday? Monday. They went Monday. on sale Monday. Monday, 10.30 a.m. on the dot. No, I, not 10.30 a.m. 12.30 a.m. on the dot. Oh, 12.30 a.m. Yeah. p.m. What yes, happened yes, to yes. me is that I was in the process of making lunch for my kids. And I'm there, and I'm making lunch. All of a sudden, I get an email that says, tickets on sale now. I said, this can't be, right? I didn't get an email giving me a heads up as to at what time these tickets were going to go on sale. So I went ahead, and I opened that email, and it says, here's your promo season ticket holder discount code. Click on the little link here. And go ahead and get your tickets. I clicked on there and it said 2,000 plus people in the queue in front of you. I didn't get in to actually go ahead and look for tickets for 45 minutes. After 45 minutes, then the search began. And that's when the real fun started where I got to click tickets and then add to cart. And then it would say, sorry, somebody already got these. Go ahead, click on another pair of tickets. Sorry, somebody already got these. And I was on this mission for two hours, Chris. Two hours until I finally was able to get a pair of tickets that, because of dynamic pricing, ended up shooting up a little bit in price. I ended up paying a lot more than those tickets originally started off at, but I refused to pay a verified reseller. And, uh, And here I am, upset, but I'm going to the game. What about you, Chris? Well, uh, you know, I, I looked up some tickets when well, my wife looked up some tickets earlier today. She saw a pretty good deal. Uh, we passed up on it because just with the with the amount of taxes and fees that Ticketmaster is just uh, charging is, is a disaster. And and I'm looking at the ticket prices right now. And actually, yesterday I was on uh, the This Is Football podcast with, with Solana and the guys. Uh, shout out to them. The prices actually came down, and they're 173 for the cheapest price uh, for resellers. And I actually looked at just official tickets from the organization, right? We're talking about 
the actual organization selling them, not a ticket reseller. And the cheapest ticket right now is actually they they dropped it down. Yesterday was four hundred and fifty dollars. Now it's one ninety. And it looks like they opened up one oh seven and one ten. Oh, look at that. This is a stupid game that they're playing because now it I don't know. Really should, should I rush in and get them immediately so I can get the best tickets, or should I hang back and wait until they eventually go back down in price? Like it's really stupid. And I think what's most fr- what's frustrating me most of all is that I know what they could do because they've done it in the past. Okay, last year when Barcelona was coming into town to play against Inter Miami in the summer, that was a hot ticket. But you know what they did for the season ticket holders? They gave us first right of refusal. They offered us our ticket. If yeah. you want your ticket, go ahead. This is the price. You can get it or you can pass up on it. And I and I kept them. I got the tickets. I, I, I think you might have also. So yeah. that's what they did last year. They could do that again. Like everybody's blaming League's Cup and they're blaming Ticketmaster. Like I don't see what the big deal is. If the issue is that you want to make a certain amount of money, on the tickets, you could sell it for that price and le- leave it up to the season ticket holder if they want to pay that that higher price. Yeah. If my ticket costs about $50 a ticket, right? Because my game before Messi, my season tickets came out to about $45, $50 bucks a game. Yeah. And then you tell me, okay, I know that's what it is per game usually, but for this game coming up on Friday, it's $150. Yeah. Go ahead and let me have the opportunity to get that ticket for $150. You're not losing any money. You're just no. giving the season ticket holder an opportunity to get it at that price. Regardless, mm-hmm. if I buy it for $150 or somebody else buys it for $150, it's going for $150. What's happening now is that somebody else, a bot probably, is buying it for $150, and they're reselling for it sure. for $600, $700. And now it's showing up as a red dot because nobody's bought that ticket. I looked on that map. Everybody's passing around the image, and I, I went back and looked. My tickets are for sale right now, $700. I should have those seats. I would have paid $150, $200 bucks to have my seats. Somebody else yeah. probably paid $140, $150. So I think it's complete BS. Well, I'm trying well, and, to not and, and, too much. And, and it's not only that, Danny. The problem also is that the last two times that they sold tickets, they put it under this generic IMF, IMCF code. When the first time for the for the Cruz Azul game, they gave everyone a very unique code with numbers and letters, which kind of sort of, I, I guess, eliminated the idea of having bots just attack Ticketmaster and buy up a group of tickets. And I think that that way it would have been perfect because then the actual season ticket holders would actually be able to take advantage of being able to get on and buying their tickets. And, and just so you know, like I said yesterday, the cheapest ticket directly by the organization was 450 right now they're 190 that's only because they opened up like the first 20 rows of section 107 and 110 that was not there yesterday pisses me off and, and maybe they do yesterday. that maybe they do that to fight off bots but that pisses me off because i was looking very yeah. hard to get good seats i like to have good seats for these games this is my team right i don't yeah. root for any other soccer like Real Madrid, yes, that's cute. When I when people talk about European soccer, yeah, I'll talk about Real Madrid. But this is my club. This is the club I care about. This is the club I'll spend money to go support. I was yeah. willing to pay a lot of money to go watch them. And if I, if I could be in my seats, I'd be thrilled. But the best thing I could find for, for a, a decent price that wasn't yeah. a verified seller 
was row 14, section like 126 or something like that. That's the best I could do. Well, I mean, look, with the ticket pricing, somebody posted, I think it was a, um, uh, I think it was Drive Pink. They posted up a video like, oh, La Familia, I can't wait to see you Friday. I ended up posting something saying, you're not getting La Familia. You're going to get like Los Primos Perdidos. Like those are the people you're going to get. A bunch of randos that were able to sort of fit the bill uh, in terms of the ticket pricing. That's what you're going to get. Because a lot of people that are season ticket holders, they got duped. They got duped big time. I'm sorry about my camera. When, when I get a little animated, I, I start moving the table around. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, for those that... of you, for those of you who did get tickets, I'm super happy for you guys. And I'm still in the, I'm still in the march for it to try to get the tickets, but it's really crazy to have to pay that kind of price for a, for a person that's been, I guess, uh, you know, supporting this team, especially before the craze. Um, I mean, I get it. You know, it, it, it's it's inflation. It's everybody. Everybody's willing to pay the bigger bucks to see Messi. So I get it. I get it. Well, well people and people get annoyed when people. And I, I'm not a big fan of it either, right? I'm not a big fan of like, oh, I was supporting the team back in 2019 before it even like. So I I get that, right? Because it's, it's it's annoying to hear. But man, I'm gonna say it. I bought season tickets October. What was like six or seventh? The first day that tickets went on sale for this club ever. I yeah. had my season tickets two or three minutes in. I've suffered all the way through. So yeah. let me go ahead and get first right at these tickets. Now, they're going to keep saying, oh, it's League's Cup. It's Ticketmaster. Oh, yeah, we have no. Shut the fuck up. That's bullshit. Yeah. You know why it's yeah. bullshit? Because last night at midnight, at midnight, I receive an email. Hey, guess what, guys? Drive Pink Stadium, Honduras versus Guatemala. Guess what? We're going to give you a four-hour season ticket holder pre-sale. Let me tell you something. That's not MLS. That's not MLS regular season. But they figured out a way to give us a four-hour pre-sale. Thank you very much. And 13-hour um, notification. Uh, a a notification. That's it. At midnight, I got this email. And at 1 in the afternoon, they were going to go on sale. So they gave me 13 hours to prepare. And then they gave me a four-hour pre-sale. But they could give me, they could have given me one minute anticipation for Friday's game. Not one minute. I got an email that said 12:30, they go on sale. Guess what time I received the email? 12:30. That's what that's how it happened. So if any of you guys want to watch Honduras versus Guatemala here in Dry Pink Stadium, you have enough time to get your tickets. Look, I I, I just get frustrated that they act like it's out of their hands. It's not out of your hands. It's not. So whatever. Sorry for yelling. <laughs> Don't be right. sorry. Fuck you guys. Fucking yeah. ticket All right. sellers, so, ticket master. Uh, anything yeah, else you want to say or anybody in the chat want to say about the, the tickets? Because I just had to get that off my chest. Yeah, my, so I'm very frustrated. My son, my, my son is telling you to chill. He's telling you to chill. I you know, know what I'm know. saying? I, I get it. I get it. I get but look, it. I, I, it, it gets look, you worked up. What? This is the part that works me up the most. So I'm paid this. I pay this money, right, for Friday's game. And I'm not going to yell anymore. I'm going to compose myself. But let's say hypothetically, I forgot the, the Mexican club that's playing against Philly in the next, in the next round. But let's say hypothetically yeah. they, be, they beat Philly. All of a sudden, next Tuesday, we have another home game. I don't want to miss that mm -hmm. game either. So guess who's dropping another four or 500 bucks on horrible seats? Because Inter-Miami can't get their shit together. 
And let's say hypothetically that they win that game and that somehow Monterrey goes out of the yeah, wins that side of the bracket. All of a sudden, we're hosting a final here in Drive Pink Stadium. Do you think for a final, all of a sudden they're going to be like, hey, season ticket holders, guess what? I know we've kind of <laughs> shitted on you all the way through, but let's give you your first rights to go ahead and accept these tickets. That's not what's going to happen. So I'm going to keep dropping. And because and this is why they do it, because they know I'm an idiot and then I'm going to keep paying this money because I'm an idiot. And, I, and I'll admit yeah. it. I am an idiot because what I should do is I should protest and I should say I'm not going to the games. But like an idiot, I'm still going to go keep going to the games. I'm going to pay this ridiculous pr prices for the tickets. And not only am I paying these ridiculous prices for tickets, but then ahead I'm going to go drive an hour to the stadium and pay $50 for parking. Here's $50. Thank you for letting me park in this dirt lot. Like, Let me get a $12 beer. It's ridiculous. What so, like, if you on. protest, if you protest in the front of the stadium, like, the only thing that's going to happen are two things. The people that are willing to throw down dimes to get those tickets are just going to pass by you like you're a weirdo. And then, not only that, but they're going to be walking by you wearing some cheesy uh, sun hats with, you know, off pink colors and stuff like that. You're talking about the Messiah. The parking lot. Yeah, I'm talking about, about that. I'm talking about uh, the off pink <laughs> stuff. Like, there's stuff that looks like I just threw no. bleach on like a red shirt. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I, I just, I just think that the, the club should should keep be more mindful of the people that were here before. Yeah. And I know, like, when it, when it comes to business and money, they don't give a crap about us. I get it. I do. I understand that. But you know, I, I, I would hope that they have some, uh, some care for people that. Are, are supporters and i know that they try to take care of the supporters groups right but you know not everybody that's been that cares about this club and not everybody that goes to these games since 2020 back when the pandemic started and they had that open practice a couple of days before everything shut down not yes. everybody is part of a supporters group that's right? right so you have to take care of everybody so whatever well we got All the right. schedule we got the schedule coming up we still got a big game on friday uh which we're going to be getting to in a in, in a little bit and I did see somebody put up the image of the of, of of I guess the remainder of the tournament. So obviously everybody knows we got Charlotte coming into town. We're going to be playing them this Friday at eight thirty. Apparently, uh, I believe it was Ian Hess that reported eight thirty nine. Yeah, you so set eight, your clocks. Yeah, eight eight or nine minutes after the, the top of the hour. I guess in this case, a half hour is what uh, yeah. they usually go. They start out Look at this guy. $400 seats, $15 jersey. That, yeah, that's that's mm -hmm. a, that's about it. So, uh, we got that. Uh-huh, go well, ahead. I did, I, I did I did want to bring up uh we're going to get into Charlotte right now. I did want to bring up the the schedule coming up though. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It it's been tight, right? Cuz the first two games, the Cruz Azul and Atlanta, it was like a week apart or so. But yeah. Game, games are going to come fast and furious now. And not only are they coming like a lot sooner, but yeah. the importance of the games is a lot higher also. So for sure, it's very interesting because like I said, and we've been saying they're building this roster as they go and they're getting, they're building this chemistry as they go. So we have a game on August 11th, right? So that's Friday. If hypothetically, let's say we beat Charlotte on August 11th, we're either traveling to Philadelphia or we have, again, Chris, if you could find the name for me, I keep forgetting this Mexican team's name. Or they travel to, to Miami, but regardless, it's going to be on August 15th, which will be Tuesday. So we have a game on yeah. Friday and then Tuesday if we beat Charlotte. And let's say we go ahead and we go, well, actually, 
if we beat Charlotte, we have a game on August 11th and on August 19th because all of a sudden you are locked in to either playing in the yeah. final. Why, why is my camera shaking so much? I'm sorry. Uh, Querétaro. Oh, okay. Querétaro. That's the team that Philadelphia is playing against. And, and I'm seeing a thumbs up from the back room, so I think that you said it correctly. Yeah, so, Querétaro. I think so. So August 11th, Charlotte. August 15th, either Philly or Querétaro. August 19th, either the final or the third place game. So in a span of eight days, you have three very important games. That August 19th game for third place is important because although it's a third place game, the winner of that game makes it to the Champions Cup, which is what which yeah. the goal is, right? You want to be oh, in international sure. games next year. So that makes that game very important. So you have those three games really tight to each other in that span, eight days. And then four days after that, we travel to Cincinnati to play in the semifinals of the Open Cup. So in a span of 12 days, we have four games, all very important games, if we beat Charlotte. And then three days after the Cincinnati game, we played the Red Bulls on our first regular season game back, which would be Messi's, I guess, MLS debut. So yeah. we have, in a span of two weeks, five games, possible five games if we beat Charlotte. I love it, I love it but Messi is, I mean, he's looked solid for 90 minutes the last two games, but I don't know, five games in two weeks, that's a lot. Busquets, Jordi Alba, all new. Diego Gomez still getting adjusted, obviously, from what we saw last game. Like, this is going to be a tall task for this team that is just now coming together. What do you think about this upcoming schedule? Well, I mean, we, we see Messi playing, and you, you could see that he's just, like, walking on the field when the, when the team doesn't have the ball, right? He's playing zero defense. Absolutely none. He's not trying to recover okay. balls. He's, he's just walking around. So him, I don't think that there's going to be any sort of deal with him. I think with Busquets, he might be seeing less minutes um, just on a per-game basis for this next coming few games. Um, I think Gomez, once he starts to gel in a little bit, he's going to be a dog out there. I'm not a big fan of how he played. I actually think that Ben Krem should get the starting role over him, but I guess we'll dive into that in a little bit. And, and Jordi Alba looks like he's just dying, you know, chomping at the bit to play as many minutes as possible. So, I mean, look, the guys are going to get tired and there's going to be a couple guys getting getting a couple dings here and there. But the only guy that I'm really worried about out of the, like the big heads, maybe would be Busquets. But that's just because of the amount of times that he has the ball and the amount of times that he has to like have defenders and try to like, you know, I, I guess do moves and stuff to get around them. So. I got to stop touching this table. I don't know why it's shaking so much today. Um, two things real quick before we get into our guest. First, Sergio Busquets hasn't looked as impressive as he did in the Cruz Azul and even the Atlanta game since those two games. They're paying a lot more attention to Busquets. They're not giving him the freedom to go ahead and yeah. just eat up that midfield. So I think that's going to take some adjusting. And Diego Gomez, everybody, if you talk to just about anybody – Let's say Messi would have showed up in January, right? And he would have started the season in March or February. I'm sorry, late February. Or any player from Europe were to come here, South America. Everybody says MLS takes some adjusting period, right? It takes us an adjustment period. But I think because Messi and Busquets started off so hot, everybody saw Diego Gomez and they're like, oh, next Pizarro, right? That's what Mike V said on, in the comments. Next Pizarro, oh. Yeah. 
give Diego Gomez a second to adjust also. I'm not saying he should start over Ben Krem, right? I thought that was way too quick of a, a hasty move to, to go ahead and start yeah. over Ben Krem, but I, I think that you should give him some room to kind of get adjusted. The kid is only 20 years old. Like, give him a second. He, he He's going to get it. If Tata believed in him, I think that he'll be okay. Listen, I told you guys I didn't find a FIFA card for him, so it is what it is. <laughs> we got a non-FIFA card ass player, so there you go. All right. And for those of you asking about uh, Facundo Farias' uh, debut, my understanding is he has been put on the roster. So has Thomas Aviles, but they will not be available by Friday, but maybe by Tuesday if they do beat Charlotte on Friday. So that's that's good to hear, hopefully. We'll see when their visa comes through. So speaking of Charlotte, uh, the August 20th game ended up getting moved. That was, our, supposed to be, that was supposed to be our opponent August 20th. But because we're playing them on Friday, whichever team wins from that game is automatically going to play on yeah. Tuesday and then the following Saturday. So that game automatically gets rescheduled. What sucks about that is that we had six home games left this year. Right when the regular season comes back, yeah. Four of those were Saturday games. Two were weekday games. One of those nah. Saturday games was against Charlotte. It's, it was actually a Sunday game, actually. And now we're now, about to get duped again. Right now they're going to reschedule that game, and it's probably going to be a weekday game. So now oh, we sure. have three weekend games with Messi and three weekday games with Messi left in this season. So that was really disappointing. But we still have six home games. And uh, I think that's it. I think we touched on everything we want to touch on before we get dive into Charlotte. Anything else before we uh, dive into Charlotte? No, nah, man. I'm ready to rock and roll, bro. Let's get it. Uh, all right. So without further ado, I don't want to get the, the, the name wrong. All right. So we did find a guest to kind, be kind enough to join us. Uh, and I don't want to mess up his name. You, you, you got his last name. So I'll let you introduce him. Well, it's it's Danny Brams, right? He's coming oh, okay. on to get. Okay. He's coming on. I, I'm I'm just going with the at here, right? Okay. And uh, and you can find. From, well, I mean, you you can give from, all your bona fides. So- yeah. So, thank you for joining us. He was from Sh- Charlotte Soccer Show, right? And he was kind enough to join us. Thank you very much, Danny. How you doing? I'm doing good, guys. Thank you very much for having me. I'm not only kind enough to join you. I'm honor to join you you guys uh are doing a really good show here i've been pause wow he really likes you i was ready to hit that boo button oh wow okay no it's all love it's all love from the fans I, I, we're not here to get any any type of ultra situation no nah. no uh fc dallas fans trying to start any rumbles with any messy fans or anything after the game <laughs> So, I think that was messy fans uh, on messy fans. <laughs> yeah, well, hey, there you go. Uh, yeah, I've, there's a there might be some inter Miami fans versus messy fans dynamics going on in y'all's yes. fan base. Uh, from uh, from yes, what I a little bit, there is, my, there is. My huge apologies that my I'm using a backup webcam here, so I'm a little bit blurry. You guys look absolutely beautiful, and I look well, kind of like space. I'll ghost, tell you, ghost here, but August. I'm doing my best. I'll tell you, I'll tell you what's hey, happening right now. Steady. I'll tell you something right now, yeah. Brams is is. Steve Munoz, Don Cafecito, saying you got to clean the camera. I don't think that you got to clean it. You look like Jesus right now. I know, I know. It's, it's so wrong with the light, or uh, you know. I if know. I were you, I would Hopefully never touch the. I would never touch the camera anyway. So, um, but yeah, like it's about Danny my said, words. It's about my words, right? You know, exactly. Here. 
Exactly. So like Danny said, you know, thank you so much for, for joining us and, and taking the time to talk a little bit about the match coming up, which, I mean, that's insane. We're going to essentially have two matches within possibly the month to be able to kind of go over, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, they be... say it's tough to beat a team three times, right? We got we got three matches to, to get into now, uh, so it's going to be kind of like a little mini series. I'll tell you what. I will gladly take two L's in the regular season to win this quarterfinal on Friday because I like this is like my whole uh. I don't speak for every single Charlotte fan, but but I am a very passionate Charlotte fan. And we do have a great community based around the Charlotte soccer show. You can see the at down there at for the crown baby. If you're looking for Charlotte coverage, that's the place to go. Uh, and we have tons of uh, audience on, on our show that just loves to get together and party uh, for matches. And uh, I don't know. Uh, I most of us are huge fans of the cup, especially me and my co-host, John, like we love cup runs and like getting into MLS playoffs is very important. I think that is our team's like real priority. If you yeah. ask the business side of the team, but like from my fan perspective, like this quarterfinal is like the biggest match in, in club history, you know, it was a short history, two years, but like everything's riding on this just to like get to those semis and like have a three and four shot at the, the CONCACAF champions cup, which you mentioned, Danny. And like, I, I would really like, just like, I would trade a lot. I would, I, we've already suffered a lot as Charlotte uh, fans, a lot of heartache. I would take a lot more heartache in advance just to get this win. I would sell my soul to the devil for this win. I got to admit, wow. even though someone, someone in the comments said I look like an angel, which I appreciate. <laughs> my question is, what did you sell to get those two cheap golds last game? Because that was insane. What happened between minute 79 and 81 over there in Houston? <laughs> Well, Steve Clark's always going to make the big mistake, right? We don't, we well, don't. That was a huge Clark. mistake. Yeah, yeah, uh, it was a huge mistake. But I, I take umbrage at the characterization that it was just a mistake because Patty Ajimong, he's like our backup striker right now. He's like a, the young yeah. draft. They drafted wow. him in the MLS Super Draft. That he's was a awesome. heads up play. Uh, they traded up to get him, and he's a uh, he's a total stud. And he's like he's huge, but also nimble and and uh, very cool, very like fun player to watch. So he made some nice moves. I mean, he made he forced the goalkeeper to make the mistake, is what I'd say, and then finished with control with the off foot, you know, like hit that thing straight in the middle. There, like, there's a bit, yeah. like you've seen guys make that move and then like shoot it wildly off to the side, or they can't get the composure to like to like get the ball on no, frame sure. even after beating the keeper, especially with their off foot. So love Patty Ajmong. Uh, the second goal was obviously we they were so shell shocked, like. Big so big Pat is like so me like dominant and intimidating and scary. And like once he scored once on him, they're like, okay, we can't let this happen again. We gotta we gotta back pass this thing into our own goal before he scores on us again. So I see some comments to say the dynamo goal own goal is one of the wackiest things I've seen. This happens. People want to say MLS, MLS. The, Kieran Trippier has done this multiple times. Uh again, like uh, for Chelsea, Kieran Trippier has scored goals for Chelsea on back passes as a member of Newcastle United and as a member of Spurs. So it happens in the big time leagues too, uh, y'all. So don't don't uh, don't give me MLS nonsense on this. We're just lucky. Yeah, no, and we yeah, had a lot of bad luck well, Charlotte fans. So we fight MLS. We we fight MLS nonsense on here all the time. Also, don't worry yeah. about it. We're not European well, snobs. Well, and and the you know the hardest thing about it is. You know, the hardest thing about it is, is that we have a lot of new people coming in and trying to understand what's happening here with the MLS versus all these other leagues that are completely different. So, like, for example, you know, we have a, a newer fan here, uh, Rashid. 
he's asking if if Charlotte is a good team. And I mean, I would categorize it as they're better than us right now in the standings for sure. Well, better than let's pre, get into better that. Than pre-Messi Miami for sure. Yeah. Yes, for, for sure. sure. Oh, for yeah. sure. Everybody was, I think, just about literally, right? Except for the Galaxy. It was all it was so, all Gary Neville's fault. Or right, it was all Phil Neville's fault. Phil Neville. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't get Chris started. All right. I'll go grab my shirt right now. Yeah, I, I know, I know. So I guess let's get into the Charlotte talk. Um, yeah, yeah. Charlotte, fairly new team. For those of you that, that don't know, Charlotte, fairly new team, right? Started in 2021, was it? Or 2022? 2022. Oh, yeah, last year. 2022. Yeah, last year. Supposed and to start in 21, but then COVID pandemic delayed it a year. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So 2022. Um, and the fan support was outrageous year one. Mm-hmm. Outrageous. And I felt like almost like you guys overachieved year one. Now, yeah, I, mm-hmm. I would say that's mostly true in everything but the on-field product because the stated goal of the of the club, like in year one, was to host a playoff match. Like that's what all the front office said before the season started, and we didn't do that. But everything, everything else was good and overachieving. Yes, in terms of support and building a culture and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was wild. And this year. How have you guys felt about the team on the pitch, more or less? Do you feel like they've overachieved or underachieved? Because they, um, they're out the outside looking in as far as the playoffs go, I believe, correct? Yeah, I would have to say underachieved at this point. Uh, there agree. was a run of, uh, if I can count them up, it's like one, two. There was a run of five straight draws, I think, uh, at one point. And some of those were, one of those was one where we scored in the 90th to earn a draw, and that was great. But then a couple other ones were ones where we gave the points away. I believe we lead the league in most points surrendered from winning positions, or at least we did as of uh, a few yeah. recent weeks ago, if it's not currently true anymore. So I would, in that respect, I would say underachieved because, again, our goal is playoffs. With the expanded playoffs, it's unacceptable to not make the playoffs, I think, almost in MLS at this point. If you if you can't right. get top nine, you got real problems in your, in your conference, yeah. like, obviously. So, like – we got to work on that. Um, it'd be great. We are on the outside looking in, and we're we're in a big cluster of teams. So, like, it's not like it's a race with one other team to get a final spot. We're we really need to emerge from a pack, and that that run of long draws um, didn't really help our cause necessarily. Now, having said all that, League's Cup, it's a totally different team. The League's Cup has sort of like revitalized this team. I think playing every three or four days is kind of good for this squad. They don't get inside their own heads as much, and when this yeah. team plays loose and free, they're dangerous. Um, what I would hope to see tactical-wise or just game plan-wise is just like an open game. But I think FC Dallas – I saw earlier in the comments said like, oh, Charlotte's got to be easier than FC Dallas as far as a matchup, right, for us to have. And I said, well, yeah, you guys were down 4-2 to two to FC Dallas, and you should have lost that game. So obviously uh, the Dallas was a tough matchup for y'all. Uh, but I would um, – and then uh, – some things happen. We can get into the conspiracies later. Uh, but uh, uh, it is probably a matchup oh, that you no. have. The way you did consider. those. Yeah, yeah. The I, way you did those bunny ears. Of, looks, uh, like, what, looks like you got your 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 aluminum antennas on already. I know, exactly. <laughs> yeah, if I had a tinfoil hat, I would put it on. But uh, uh, just, you know, it's kind of some crazy stuff that happens around this messy guy. I don't know. Maybe he makes it happen with just his general aura of wizardry. But uh, um, yeah. what I would say is Miami at home against Charlotte with Messi and Busquets and Alba have to be considered favorites in any type of betting situation. Yeah. Uh, Charlotte, 
is on the road you guys haven't looked very good you guys have lost uh i, I looked it up earlier i want to say it was seven out of your 13 road games this year or six out of your 13 road games this year so on the road you guys haven't been uh necessarily great yeah it it sounds accurate um i don't have that exact number but we've been more better we were even worse last year on the road so it feels like an improvement even if the numbers are still bad so that's what i would say is like and again leagues cup we've been road warriors we we should have hosted the game against uh cruz azul but oh, because yeah. but Beyonce, of, so Beyonce, Beyonce is actually <laughs> taking the stage in like with it, it probably if she didn't take the stage, maybe 30 minutes ago, it will be within the next 25 minutes uh, at Bank of America Stadium right now in this town. Mm. And she because it takes a week to set her stage up. We lost a, a potential home match out of that, which that's wild I, to hear you guys describe a lot of the ticket fiascos earlier in the episode. I'm like, man, maybe it's good. We didn't host any of these crazy leagues cut matches. <sighs> so we didn't have to deal with this ticket nonsense. But Again, we don't have the messy uh, factor in our ticket prices. Yeah. But uh, what I do think I want to say, sorry, just to get back to what I was meant to say is we got to play open like Dallas did, which is go at it. We're not going to – there's no chance to win this thing 2-1 or 1-0. One 1-0 one is like don't even dream about that. So, like, if we can somehow win like a 3-2 or a 4-4 in penalties, you know, like with Dallas, I think we could do it. We have guys who can put the ball in the back of the net. But we have the worst defense in the league, and we're about to take on – the best player in soccer history on his home state, his new home stadium. So you tell me. Well, and, and that's what I was going to get into. I was going to get into the fact that your your defense is by far no the only team that that's close to you guys is Atlanta. We put up four to, with them. So as, as far as us offensively, we should feel good going into this game. Now defensively, we're a, we're a hot mess, which I'm right. sure if that's you watch the Dallas game, it's gotta be, it's gotta be a back and forth for us to have a chance to win. I think. We'll see. All right. It does. It has to literally be a point where the last five, seven minutes are probably the most critical minutes of the game. Right. It has so, to be so kept Don't close. give the refs a reason to call a cheap foul anywhere near the box, uh, even if it wasn't really a foul. You know, that's something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you know. And and you were talking a little bit Look, about the don't, ticket. Don't give, if it's 50-50, you know, it might go our way. So just – like exactly. Said, oh, no, don't I, give him a reason. Yeah, yeah, don't, yeah. Re don't give him a reason to make the call. Don't give him the reason. <laughs> against, and, and, uh, I, and I'm not saying that happens every time. Against when y'all played Cruz Azul, I think it was, and there was the yeah. late foul, the comeback win. Like that was a legit foul. Messi's free kick goal, like that. You know, I agree. Yeah. But the one and against I, and Dallas I think, was a little soft. Well, at the one against the, the one against Dallas, I thought. Wait, which one were we talking about against Dallas? The last, so, the playoff, the four four. The the messy insane free kick like that. Uh, oh, that was a foul. I, th I think you're thinking about the game before that, which was the Orlando game where they said it was a soft penalty. Gotcha. Right, okay. and, and that was Joseph. And I, I think that it was a soft penalty. It was. It was. But yeah. You can't you can't reach out and grab you the guy. You can't guy's leave arm. that to chance. You can't leave that to chance. Now I think yeah. that where yeah, they messed it, up is that they didn't check the var. They should have checked the var. And I and I'll give Orlando yes. fans that, but you, know, you just can't leave it up to chance. Go ahead, Chris. No, and and I was just going to bring up something about the tickets that you were that you were mentioning, Dan Bram. And I'll tell you what I think is with this whole ticket fiasco. Uh, I don't know if you saw because you said luckily we we haven't been able to host you know that uh, Miami coming in. I don't know if you saw what what Dallas had to deal with. Like they put out an announcement and everything to all their supporters, where even those guys got done dirty. 
Like a lot of the supporters for Dallas couldn't even be able to afford their tickets just yeah. because of this whole messy fiasco. Yeah, I think uh that's a that's got to be a, like a learning experience for League's Cup from year 1 to year 2 cuz I've like yeah. loved Le- like I'm loving League's Cup like the soccer every night uh, we finally have an off night tonight but the fact that we've been able to watch like two or three like really intense matches for the last five days in a row or so has been great. And I'm, I'm loving, like, I love like a world cup style tournament with clubs and everything is great. But so my suggestion is if anyone's listening, uh, set the knockout games, set all the knockout games in neutral stadiums that are like designated before the tournament starts and yeah. be selling tickets to those games. I know they're going to say, well, then how do we, we're not going to sell very many tickets. You'll sell the tickets. These are fun matches. People want to go to, and it yeah. just like it helps people plan better. Like what you guys have gone through, what you, the Dallas fans have gone through, like this, and what front offices have gone through. As as much as I'm going to always side with the fans over over the the management, like I do have some sympathy for the fact that like they're scrambling. They're not intentionally trying to screw fans necessarily. They're not like ha ha ha. I, we'll the fans. No, they may be negligent and like indifferent yes. to true fan concerns. But they're yeah, hustling yeah, no. and trying to make it all work themselves, for sure. And, and let me just say, I, I I agree with you. I think that what the front office is, is going through, especially into Miami for the first time, it, it's a learning curve. So I 100% agree with you. And I'm not going to go off on a tangent again, but just real quick. Your camera's been holding I, a lot more steady for yeah, this segment, so that's good. Yeah, I, you know, yeah. I would appreciate it just a little bit more if they would have sent me an email like 10 minutes before, like at 1220, like, hey, at 12.30, be ready mm-hmm. to press that button so that you don't have 56,000 people ahead of you waiting in the queue. And then one more thing, I do know that there are some people that received an email or at least a heads up and were in there waiting 10 minutes before 10, 12.30. So right. somebody the, the, the real the email list did go out. Right, yeah, so, right. Yeah. so some people did get a heads up, just us peasants didn't. So that I don't appreciate. All right. Um, well, now now, so, now you got a bunch of primos perdidos, man, that are going to be. Uh, yes. That's what gave me hope. So, like, listening to you guys, I was like, well, if it's just going to be a bunch of corporate fans that don't really love the team, maybe maybe we'll have, you know, not quite as violent of an atmosphere. The problem you know, is, these I, I don't, clowns, I don't these think you're going to have that. For messy without even yes. knowing why they're hearing. That's yeah. the problem. Yeah. And, and, and that's exactly. the other thing. And, beca- and because of your, the size of your stadium, they'll open up the top. I, yeah. I think that that the pricing won't be as big of an issue for you guys. It's an issue for us because there's only 22,000 seats and three or 3,000 of those were just placed in over last month. So yeah. that's why it's such a, it's a difficult to get. And for those of you in the chat, I appreciate all the questions. We're going to get to all of those because there's a bunch of questions coming in for you, Danny. We're going to ask our questions first and then we're going to scavenge through I've been, the, yeah, I've been, the I've been going off on tangent here, tangent there. You guys, what, what kind good. of business do you all have uh, here? <laughs> <laughs> and Lucas right. brought up something that I brought up a little bit earlier. This is probably the po- the most perfect point. Why why uh, they didn't just give like a special code. I brought that up a little bit earlier, Lucas. That's they the one thing us. that's organized. You know, but but like a real special code, not like oh, like a pre Yeah, like a like a legit numbers and letters code. So yeah, no, like you know, no. The issue was a pre-sale. We 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 needed a pre-sale for season ticket holders. But again, yeah. I don't want to start. I don't want to start yelling again. So yeah, um, let's move on. So talking about Charlotte Friday night, it is what it is. The people that are going to be there, hopefully, it's half empty. Hopefully, these resellers have to eat their tickets. So go ahead. We want to know. What player for Inter Miami fans or new Messi fans? Because we know that there's a bunch of new Messi fans and people that watch this this podcast. A lot of them are brand new, so we try to explain things to them. People that aren't familiar with Charlotte, 
a player for them to look out for that isn't a household name? So the player that's going to catch the eye the most is Carol Swiderski. He's our uh, designated player. I don't know if he'd be considered a household name at this point. If you're, I think MLS, uh, like serious MLS fans know him at this point, but maybe not. Definitely not a household goal scorer. Yeah, he's a goal scorer lately. He creates goals. He runs. He covers more ground in the opponent's uh, half than any one of our other players. Doesn't have the most elite speed necessarily, but just runs and runs and runs. Uh, Polish national team player, just you know, played at the World Cup. He's he's the heir apparent to Lewandowski in, in theory for his for his national team. Uh, twenty six years old, maybe twenty seven, I think. And so he's kind of he's got like another y- this year and then next year in MLS, and then he's hoping to probably move on to Europe at that point for like a big money move, uh, you know, to, to take his career there. So really great player, fun player to watch. My favorite player on the team. I, I think he's great. Uh, he's 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 awesome. There's a, the other player who's an impact though. The guy who was sort of has started to become more visible early on in the season. He wasn't really catching the eye, but now he does more and more. And uh, Ashley Westwood, who uh, was our one sort of a free agent signing that we brought in at the start of the year, was out of contract at Burnley. Uh, but you know, uh, English Premier League experience. He has a pass. He just has this beautiful way. His passes. Like he always knows this perfect way, however long he's trying to go. It's like a golfer. He's 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 like a golfer playing soccer, the way he just like can serve up a ball that kind of goes as far as it needs to go and then drops down. It's it's really quite profound of a skill to watch. And he's so he's fun to watch as well. And he's he's on corner kicks now and he's he's doing more and more. Whereas before he was sort of acclimating to the team and, and setting things up. He is now the captain of the team and and he's, he's really your number eight. Yeah, number eight. Yep. Yep. Okay. Well, I'm eight. just, I'm just happy that you guys don't have Jordy Reyna anymore because he scared me. He was a player <laughs> well, that scared me for sure. Yeah. Well, so <laughs> he was he was he was electric. He scored like two goals in 20 minutes against y'all uh, last year, and then we lost that game three yeah, two because our yeah. our coach took him out pretty early, if I remember correctly. And then we couldn't stop freaking uh, Big Sig, uh, Gonzalo Higuain. Higuain. Uh, oh, yeah, Gonzalo yeah. smoked a pack of uh, Marlboro Reds at halftime and then came on and dominated us. <laughs> For so, sure. What can I say? <laughs> that was second half of the season, Higuain, because first half of the season, yeah. I was absolutely yeah. killing this guy on this show. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he got motivated. Right. He he was like, "I'm going to play really good for six more weeks and retire." So yeah, yeah <laughs> and we yeah. we bear, bore the brunt of that as Charlotte fans for sure. But uh, Carol's right. great. Watch out for him. He can make you pay. Like I said, like we have to score goals, so we're going to need we're going to need goals early and often. <laughs> score early, score often is my advice to to my club to uh, this weekend for sure. Well, just just in case you didn't get the memo, and before you go on, Danny. Somebody here wants to mention the, I guess for us, the player to keep uh, an eye on is is some guy that they call La Pulga, which is messy. So I mean, there's that guy. I will so. probably be keeping an eye on him. Let me let me float this to you guys. I don't know how much longer Go you have, it. but I just want to say, can we trade? So Charlotte's run of like actually getting good and scoring goals and like looking like a cohesive team has coincided with our other designated player, Enzo Copetti from Argentina, Argentina, yeah. and missing games. Can can we one for one swap Copetti for Benjamin Kramasi and call it good? Like you guys need a striker, right? Like, You'll be stabbing everybody in the heart yeah. with that one. Yeah. <laughs> no, you know what? Some people might be happy with with that because some people are hating on Joseph. And I mean, yeah, that's what I'm saying. The, that's what I'm saying. You give it a hate, yeah. Argentinian striker with Messi. You know, you. I think that's a trade that works for both teams. I don't know. What can I say? No, we're happy well, with Campana. We're good with Campana. 
Well, and and you know, you mentioned something about Iguain, and I mentioned yesterday on a, on a podcast here in Miami that I wonder how he feels about Messi not, you know, not being able to play with Messi and retiring right before, you know, he came in. And he uh, I think I, he smokes I, another pack of Marlboro Reds and doesn't give a fuck. And just, That's probably and just stays right next to <laughs> the pool. Care. Nah, he doesn't care. Yeah. He doesn't care because I and, and all the hate that he was getting for Argentina when he cost him a Copa America, like he. That, I'm sure he's happy not having that pressure because with Messi behind them, there would have been a lot of more pressure on him. I'm, I'm sure he's right. happy. He's fine. Right. He looks he, like a Virginia he, Slims kind of guy. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I would love to – over under how many LBs Gonzalo has put on since the end of last year's play, Miami playoff run? I don't know. That is a great question, chat. Please chime in. It's got to be at least 30. Chat, we need a number right now. You know what? I used to think that he was a really heavy set guy, and when I started seeing him in person, I was like, "Why did I think he was bigger than he actually is?" Like, he's not as big as I expected. He's but I always imagine him. Yeah, yeah, he's definitely soccer big. All right. Yeah. So as far as Charlotte goes, as far as tactics go, do you guys press high? Do you guys play a low block? I mean, you guys are horrible on defense. So I'm kind of oh, curious as to what what exactly it is that you guys look like when you're on the pitch, and what formation your team usually comes out in. So the formation is like a four two, four one four three three really, but it okay. kind of plays like a four one, because we play with one six two eights two wingers a striker. So got it. Uh, it just depends on how you want to shape it. It kind it kind of flows, but it it plays out as a four three when four three three when they put the lineup graphics out. Um, Carroll goes everywhere though. It's not an organized high team press like you would see like Red Bull style. But uh, Carroll will press. Carroll Carroll will pester and press and go there. He's he's this goal scorer who also likes to try to make an impact defensively in the in the uh, offensive end. So I would say that like you just got to be on 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 top of things. We've scored a couple goals from turnovers this year where we like turn the other team over when they're trying to play it out of the back. So so we can pull that off uh, defensively. Why we're so bad on defense is two reasons: is chemistry and cohesion. Um, that we've had like a literally over 20 different combos of back fours, if not if not approaching 30 at this point. I don't know how many games we play. I can't remember. Like for every number of game we've played, if you count the Open Cup and the League's Cup, I think we're getting close to 30 games, right? And like I swear we've yeah. had 20 plus different backline combos. So there's no real stability in the uh, in the chemistry there. And then um, that hurts. And so, and there's just constantly guys getting injured. And then we have a center, we have center mids that are coming back to fill in a center backs in a couple spots. So I would say that that's really a dangerous uh, recipe when you're going on to face Messi, who's just so creative. And so like the thing about Messi that makes him so good is like, he's so soccer smart in terms of ex knowing, like figuring out what a defense is doing and how to exploit what they're doing, you know, like, not that he really cares. He's like good enough to just do whatever he wants and succeed. I get it. But like For what sure, makes yeah. him so good is he he's like so he's easily going. To, it's not going to take him long. It will take him literally two or three minutes to see, oh, these guys suck in this specific <laughs> way. And this is the specific yeah. thing that I can do to explore. Yeah, 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 yeah. So For sure. that's what I'm worried about. Obviously, I, I really think we need to take a, a, a basketball sort of like a box in one approach and just assign somebody. To just yep. follow Messi around, Velasco did that very That's effectively great. for Dallas. So we'll see. Well, what I what I think that was effective with for Dallas and Orlando is you have a, a somebody shadowing Busquets because Busquets. <laughs> yeah, we had yeah, no exactly that, yeah. the weakness to our team. The whole uh, besides the fact that we didn't have a ten, 
was our midfield was non-existence when Gregory and Mota went down. We had no way to connect the back line to the to the front. And once Busquets got there with, for Cruz Azul and Atlanta, it was a thing of right. beauty. And all Atlanta sudden, basically was a romp because they didn't try to defend Busquets at all. No, at all. But Orlando yeah. came out and they had somebody, they had two guys shadowing Busquets almost. They, they were stifling him. And all of a sudden it became very difficult to get the ball up to Messi. And Dallas did the same thing. They have Velasco shadowing uh, Busquets most of the game. So I would expect that most teams are now going to do this. The good thing is that if you guys press us with, with Carroll or anybody else, we have players that can can kind of – they're composed enough where they can work the ball out of that pressure. We have uh, Kamal Miller, which has been playing very well when he gets pressed. We have Jordi Alba out on the left side. If we can get the ball to Busquets, he could find somebody. And Drake Callender, which – we love him as a, as a gold stopper, but with the ball at his feet, that was by far his biggest weakness. But he has yeah. looked like he has improved. So I, I am glad that he's improved because I think that we can handle a high press a little better than if, let's say, we would have played you guys two, three months ago. So, yeah, and well, not only you, and, you can do a lot of things better than you could two or three months ago into Miami. Yes, this is true. Just, this is true. No offense, <laughs> but offense. And, yeah. <laughs> and one of the biggest things that you mentioned, though, is that the the pressing against our defense is critical because that's how I've noticed that some of the panic plays happen. And as of late, teams have sort of discovered that if we play someone on Busquets the whole time, then they're going to have a little bit more trouble getting the ball up. Those are the two things that I see that's probably the most critical in terms of when players come and put pressure on our defense and on Busquets. That's really where I think your team is going to find the best success. We, we have a guy named Brant Bronico who's uh, he's number 13 that you would probably most naturally fall into the hound Busquets role. Uh, that's who yeah. what I would expect to do it probably. Could be wrong there, but he's like the guy who – He's been playing more of, a, of an eight recently, and he even scored a goal two games ago and had a couple chances last match. But like Bronico, Brawny Bro, he's the guy that we're going to probably task with trying to cut off that connection to Messi like you guys talk about. If, if it's possible, oh, sure. that, that's the one who's going to have the task. Does he have a mullet? He does have a mullet. Yeah, yeah, the Brawny Bro mullet. Wow. Is, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's easy to spot for sure. We we love a good mullet on this show. Yeah, I yeah, like he's that. a good He's he has a mullet and he sweat. He's like two minutes into the game, he looks like he's played for full 90 already. He's like totally, he's a, he got the Patrick Ewing look going, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like instantly like drenched in sweat as soon as the game kicks off. It's funny, all right. Uh, so I, I know we've kind of, I guess, touched on these two things already, but I guess just to get them a little more defined, if you were to say what is Charlotte's strength, like this is what we're good at and this is where we plan on taking advantage of your team, and this is where we plan on beating you. What is the strength on Charlotte? I think the strength is is the attacking-mindedness of the wingers. Um, our wingers are not necessarily the most skilled, per se. Uh, Kerwin Vargas is a young, like, 20-year-old Colombian player who we got from the Portuguese second division last year who is really promising and very dynamic and fun to watch and needs, needs to get a little bit more on the score sheet, but he's a really good player. He's going to probably be our left wing. Right wing would be Camille Yushviak, who's another DP. He's our third DP level player. Polish national teammate of Carroll's. They should have good chemistry, right? So, like, but he's up and down. He's had some really great moments, and then he had a, that last game was probably one of his poorest matches that he's played, and he was missing time for injury. So those two guys, they're not necessarily, like, 
household names. They're not like light the league on fire wingers that everyone knows. Oh, watch out for Vargas and Yushviak. You know, they're but they both have the strength of they press the attack. When they get the ball, they are focused on getting to the box or down to the end of the line for a cross. Like these guys want to attack. And I think that's like the best thing that's been unlocked and it's led to more chances. And even though we, I think we only had one shot on goal last game uh, that we were able to, to get by uh, within in the shootout, um, there is more of a creation and like more crosses. Our, our crossing numbers have got to be up and our chance creation. And just like, that's how, that's why Swiderski is able to to do more and has become more of a goal scorer is that the 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 commitment to offense has has gotten better. Like I think well, the club had a had a little bit of a tendency before this time I'm talking about where it used to be a lot more focused on this whole system to create like the perfect goal and now it's like just create chances and hope the goals flow from that. Well, and I think that that that's I guess leads into my question. So do you guys play out wide and kind of just whip it in? From the corners, or do you guys work up the middle a little more? Like, what? Because if I you guys play, play it out play, wide, we, we, we're, we're susceptible to that. So yeah. I would say, I mean, not that I would say balanced. I would really say balanced. It's tough to really okay. say that it, it's either. I mean, okay. I think our wingers are gonna are gonna stay wide for the most part and cross. But I do think what happens is, and so this, if you're gonna, if I presume you follow the strength question with the weakness question. It yeah. almost kind of flows into the conversation right now because one of our big weaknesses is the system demands. So our coach comes from the NYCFC system, Christian Latanzio. He's worked with Pep Guardiola. Like he he's in the city group, you know, system and all this work with Patrick yeah. Vieira. So like he's committed to this idea of like this, of bringing a fullback up to sort of drift into the midfield so that like in possession, your back four becomes a back three, your fullback comes up into the midfield and sort of play makes and all this stuff. So so he's kind of like committed to this. And the problem is our personnel doesn't really fit that. So he's got like Jalen Lindsay trying to be, uh, you know, Joao Cancelo, and it, it just doesn't happen that way, you know. And like Harrison Affle is not uh, uh, Joshua Kimmich, you know. Like, like this is not the way it yeah, is. Yeah. So, so it's like um, it doesn't necessarily work. Uh, so that leads to our weakness, which is we pinch in our fullback. A lot of times our fullback we up – up the field and in the field in you know kind of inverted and we just get torched down the wing like every time the quinones goal uh that we we gave up excuse me the cory bear goal that we gave up to houston uh quinones assist came from a situation where they're breaking up the middle and our whole defense including fullbacks all collapses on this guy in the middle wide open winger for a, on the, on the wing. pass. he crosses back for a tap in and we've been burned by that goal a few times now so Oof, I would assume brutal. Jordi Alba is going to eat with that then. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We're Our biggest weakness is the wide areas. And then on offense, what happens is if if we don't take it wide, like I, I would say it's balanced because a lot of times we'll be wide, but then many other times we will try to work through the middle. And Carol Swiderski is a really good dribbler and a kind of a footwork guy. So he'll try to beat a man and then work a one-two through the middle many times as well. So Do you I get- think it's side to side in the offense. But you guys try to keep possession. You guys aren't, you know, playing the low block and just waiting for the counter. Because if that's that, I feel like that is yeah. the best way to beat us because we play so high and we're so aggressive offensively now without that running the show that our fullbacks get caught out of position all the time. And what we're counting on is our two slow center backs and our uh, and Dixon Arroyo, which is our, our center defensive midfield, 
kind of filling in that middle and kind of the two center backs going out wide and kind of defending that counter. But our defense is way too slow to get back, which is that's why it was like a it was like a, a foot race constantly against Dallas. Yeah, every time. And yep. we get killed by the counter. So I guess my question is, do you guys play the counter often or is that something that you guys don't some really of do? Our, play more some of our back? finest moments have been on the counter. I think I think uh, if we had Copetti back, I think we would be more likely to do that because he's sort of like a one-man counter at, at times if needed to be. Uh, uh, the goal we scored against Houston, I would wasn't was almost like a quick counter. It was just a long ball, you know, from the deep right wing from the, the right fullback. Uh, but I don't, I wouldn't say the counter is sort of like a, a underlying, like committed philosophy, but I do think we have Swiderski can get into a counter because he uses those quick one twos, like I said. And then I don't know if he's going to be healthy. He's missed the last few games, but we got a guy, McKenzie Gaines, and I, I need to get his health uh, status update. I don't know. I don't expect him to be available, but if he were to be available, he's like one of the fastest wingers in the league by far. And he would be very uh, useful in that situation that you described in terms of if you if you all feel like you have slow back line, then I, and if Gaines is available, then I would like to see him deployed. But we'll see. We we also have brought in kind of some new guys recently, a couple of new center mids, uh, some like veterans from Europe, you know, some small, not really headline news transfers. And we're sort of working them into our system. So even though we're not even though, you know. I love this club. I'm not trying to insult my own team, but we're not the best team just by our results. We do have wow. a lot of competition for spots. You know, we have guys like fighting to get on the pitch, you know, so it's kind of kind of interesting in that way. But uh, I, I think if we're going to win, it's going to be because Swiderski makes something happen, Westwood makes something happen, and then we get another contribution from one of these guys I've mentioned earlier, a Kerwin Vargas, who is like a very awesome, fun-to-watch player, but who has not really – contributed the goals if he can get a goal if one of the new signings a scott arfield or a brecht de agora uh that we just got over from the french league if those guys can get on the score sheet you know if bronico can score again or something like that so again if it, if it came to score predictions i'm just gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna predict it since i'm i predict charlotte well, losses sometimes on my own show but i'm gonna predict charlotte wins since i'm on you guys' show and i'm, I'm on enemy turf here and I'm going to say we win <laughs> this thing uh three th we win on pks in a three three uh full time how about that Oh, oh, nice. Okay. okay. We, we, so we got the predictions going already. All right. I mean, so I what, yeah, I'm, not, I'm not trying to skip you guys long. I just no, know how much time I have left. You know? Yeah. No, no, so, yeah. no. Don't worry about it. We we run over all the time. Good. Well, be and, and before we get to, to the full prediction blast here, and, and I, I, I got oh yeah, Mr. Krabs. Yeah, and oh yeah, Mr. Well, yeah, I know, but I'm just letting him know. Uh, we're gonna get to the question, but while you guys are here, um don't worry, it's come, it's coming, Danny Brams, and right. and uh, before you guys, you know, um, you know, before we get to the questions and the predictions, guys, take the time, thumbs it up, like, subscribe, all that YouTube stuffy stuff. Okay, I mean, what are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah. yeah, like you just flopped from YouTube to text somebody. <laughs> like, just flop back, press a couple buttons, boom, boom, bam, Uncle Sam, we good to go, let's, baby. Let's make this the most liked episode ever, uh, episode eighty-two. Let's let's, let's let's put it down in the history books. You know, <laughs> let's, let's do it. Do it. How hard is that? All right. So I'm here drinking we go. wine start... on uh, straight from the bottle to make it happen. Oh, that's that's the best way to do it, baby. <laughs> All right. So we're gonna start looking through the chat to pull up some of these questions because they've been coming. So first, Joe Curse asked, "How is Charlotte with set pieces and corners?" And the reason he's asking that is because. We our defense was horrible, but 
in open play, we haven't surrendered as many goals as we have on set pieces. On set pieces is where we get killed more than anything. So how is Charlotte on set pieces? Uh, Charlotte has got really good delivery from Westwood, who I mentioned earlier. Uh, he's class, class, class. And we need to get we need to start attacking these balls better because he's serving up some great corners that are, we're not getting any end product out of. So I would love to see one. I, we have some taller guys. I, I would love to see big Addy Milanda, our our twenty four year old French center back, or no, he, I think he's twenty two actually. He might even be twenty to be honest. I'd love to see Addy Milanda. He's tall. I'd love to see him just get up and just head one, slam so, one but, down right past three. So you're not you you're not you're not great though. So so that's good for yeah, us. Yeah, just the stats aren't great, but the service is nice. Ashley Westwood is pure class on those sets, oh, and well, and we if, we tied Dallas off of a set piece. Like we we're well, in that first match at Leaves Cup, a set piece in like the 90th minute. So if you're gonna convert on a set piece, it's gonna be against us. Yeah, oh, good. for sure. And uh, Hazel's chiming in also. He's wondering how good is the Charlotte goalkeeper? He's amazing, Christian Kalina, the Croatian wall. Uh, he he's awesome. He he's uh, he's he makes saves that just you don't expect goalkeepers to make. He he's prone to a little bit of a mistake. I think. Um, there's times where he will make he will allow a goal that you'd be like, man, most goalkeepers would save that. But he would also uh, make saves that just no other goalkeeper can make. I love Kalina. If you saw him in the shootouts, he's been amazing. He's saving yes. all kinds of penalties for the crown, and uh, we love him. Um, you know, against Cruz Azul, he was he was awesome. He did the whole thing where he was like. When the when the when the shooter stepped up, to, I think it was Antuna from uh, you know Mexican national team player, and Kalina like took his stance and then he, like stuck his left arm out, just and, yeah, and, like yeah. like and he's like leaning left, he's like oh you're going left, huh? You're going left, and Antuna's like oh shit, and then he goes left, and Kalina just kind of like falls over and saves it. It was it was great. So no, it was awesome. Uh, he totally psyched him out in the shooter, and then he did it again to the next shooter. So um, love Kalina playing at the top of his game, one of the most underrated goalkeepers in MLS easily. Uh, Rashid asked, is MLS will start after Leeds Cup? It's supposed to start on August 20th for most teams, but for both Inter-Miami mm -hmm. and Charlotte, because one of the teams will win on Friday, obviously, they'll automatically be playing on next Tuesday and the following Saturday, either for the final or the third place game. So they had to reschedule that game. So for Inter-Miami, at least, their next game for regular season will be August 23rd against the Red Bulls. Yeah. Um, let's see. What else we got here, Chris? Anything else? Uh, well, I mean, everybody loves the 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 bottle drinking wine. Yeah. And uh, and er everybody's drink. liking you. Everybody's liking you so far. I like you guys. Good. You know, yeah. It's gonna. It's a shame that, that we're gonna have to be the ones to finally put a stain on Messi's unbeaten run here. But uh, no, yeah, it's been a great well, great night. From, from, an great out, from an outsider's perspective, did you watch the Miami Dallas game? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was okay. a wild, awesome match. When Messi hit that free kick goal to tie the game at 4-4, was there any doubt in your mind that Miami was going to win the title at that point? Not the game, the, just the entire tournament. Because that's, <laughs> once he made that goal, I was like, oh, that's, we're winning this whole thing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, again, I, I thought that the foul that led to that free kick was rather soft, kind of, you know, like the Orlando penalty that we mentioned earlier. And I think and it's it's because there's just he's messy it's the messy factor i agree i i wouldn't say there was no doubt in my mind but i definitely thought to myself they might never lose again they might win league's cup 
they might go win U.S. Open Cup and they might go into the playoffs. They might like somehow make make a run into the playoffs here, despite how big of a hole they are. And like, like it almost feels like there's nothing Messi can't do. And and I was kind of like a I wouldn't say I was like a critic or or like a hater or anything, but like as a soccer fan, Messi's coming into your league in the United States. Like, wow, this is incredible. I'm I'm but I wasn't sure how it would go. But so I'll admit I'm enjoying the as a just a. If we take club loyalties out of it, I'm as a soccer fan, I'm yeah, loving course. watching Messi play, you know, and of like so, so no. more so than I thought that I would even. So it that's that's all fun, but it can't go on this way forever. You guys were very good at breaking down the schedule issues earlier in the episode, um, coming up with uh, five games in uh, like eight nine days. days or ten days or something like that. You know, Wild. Charlotte had a similar run like that with Open Cup in uh, in May June, and it, it takes its toll. You know, like like. I, I'm not necessarily worried about Messi because, like you said, he doesn't run. He just he walks out there. But like, can Busquets hold up? Can Alba really is Alba really in shape to to start doing 90 minutes every four or five days in these? Well, runs? I think that that's my my issue is not so much the proximity of the games because that's an issue all in itself, but the fact that they're important games, right? Because usually you'd be like, oh, right, let, let let him only play 60 minutes this game because we got a game in three days. No, these games are must-win games all the way through. So it's not they're like they're cut knockouts, and and so, yeah, you can't, you can't give any points in the chase for MLS playoffs for sure. Shout out to my gato, by the way, Crackers. Uh, he's attracted some attention in the there chat. Go. So give him some love. Yeah, he uh, always knows Danny, when the camera's rolling. Charlotte supporters, do you know if they're traveling strong down here? So uh, I don't know. There's been some chatter. of I think the club is willing to charter a bus to send some folks down if they get enough people that have committed to buy tickets. I don't know if the club's able to help people out on tickets. You guys talked about the prices being astronomical, 200 bucks minimum to get in at this point, I think, right, if you're going on the market. Just about so, the fees and everything minimum. Yeah, yeah, that's before – like, yeah. So I, I know there was talk on like uh, – so yesterday morning, Tuesday morning, a lot of people were getting – the texts were flying like, oh, I might go. I might go. Oh, are you going? Oh, I think I could go. I could pull this off, you know. And then, like, the enthusiasm started to die down a little bit as it became like, oh, man, these tickets are really expensive. Like, who knows what's going to happen, you know. So um, I don't know how strong we'll travel. I will say we do tend to travel. We'll, we will have at least 30 people there. I don't know if that's impressive or not uh, in this scenario, but uh, but uh, who knows. I, I know we'll have some strong support, and they will be loud. We have a – a couple well, of folks that always go. We we have some celebrity fans in Charlotte FC, even after already two years. So if you go to the match, I know you said you were going, Danny. Look for a guy who's dressed in full Dia de los Muertos gear and like a blue a blue uh, Dia de los Muertos mask. mask with a big ass sombrero. He look, uh, his, he's something. known as Chico Chico Muerte. He's he's like our most famous fan. So look for him. I am I am a hundred percent sure that your thirty fans will be louder than the supposed <laughs> ruckus that Orlando brought. Which in reality, all it ended up being was a stupid Jumanji drum that was just annoying <laughs> and it, no ruckus. We felt no ruckus at the stadium from those hundred or whatever people out there. Yeah. So no, no roar from the Iron Lion firm. Yeah, I'm not. Nah. I actually have some deep, some solid friends that are huge Orlando fans, so I'm not going to insult them. But uh, I oh, have well, no I, doubt I, we'll be allowed to perform Orlando fans in general. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm sure they don't watch this. You can insult them; they won't see it. Yeah. All right, and if they do, shout out, shout out to my boy. The, the Charlotte fans have shown up in the chat. Shout out to my boy Jorge Torres, who's in here. Yes. I've been yeah. watching the side eye, one of the best Charlotte fans there is. 
and he's in here battling with all y'all. I love it. You know, he's in here repping. <laughs> well, so the, the I was going to pop up a couple of questions. Already. I was going to put up a couple of questions, but then I started saying that he was answering them as I went. I was like, oh. <laughs> I don't gotta ask right, it anymore. Yeah, yeah. So, so I don't. I don't know if he asked this one. So, uh, do you think Patrick Ajuman? Ajuman. Yeah. Uh, we'll yeah, start. Big Friday. That's what. Yeah. So, or so Capetti is available. I would not expect him back, but we'll see. Uh, Ajuman won't start in that four-three-three concept. He scored sort of a, a sub at this point. He would come in for Swiderski. Or he would come in maybe for a defensive midfielder to play alongside Swiderski if we need a goal late. And uh, he should start soon. I would love to see our team try to find a way to play a 4-4-2 with Big Pat as the main striker slash Capetti when he's back with Carroll sort of playing behind the main striker, sort of off him, making runs. So far, that has yet to materialize. I've been asking for it all year. It hasn't happened, so it's not going to happen. But um, – Big Pat is awesome, and he is going to absolutely own Major League Soccer someday. Maybe not so, next year, but the year after that. So Lucho Lau throws in a question, but before he does, I got to get to Joe Kerr's comment. You said only 30 people are going to show up. <laughs> only 30 season ticket holders are going to be there for us also. So <laughs> it's it, it's an even it's a, it's an even battle. So I like Lucho Lau. Comment, Joe. Which Kardashian is coming? Which Kardashian? Are you getting a B list Kardashian? Is it just <laughs> yeah. Rob comes to, to the Charlotte match? You don't we don't get Kim <laughs> for this one, unfortunately. Yeah, we just get Rob. <laughs> so Lucho Lalo is saying, uh, he's asking who's Charlotte, who's Charlotte's rival in the MLS? And uh geographically they say it's Atlanta. Atlanta. They say, yeah. you know, our owners, we have the two richest owners, uh David Tepper and, and Arthur Blank. Uh, Blank. They mm -hmm. so it's like but, you know, billionaire pissing matches is not really my uh, basis for a, a strong rivalry. So um, Charlotte and Atlanta have sort of city rivalries in general because, like, every rich business person in Atlanta is having an affair with someone that lives in Charlotte that they cheat on their spouse <laughs> with. So there's that uh, factor into in? a lot of it. But um, no. uh, <laughs> I'm just speaking facts here. So uh, <laughs> my real candidate for a rival is uh, the New Jersey Red Bulls. I fucking hate the New Jersey Red Bulls. So, like, oh, we play okay. them a few times uh, in cut matches, and they, uh, they're just – they're cheap. The, the way they play is just so oh, annoying. So annoying. So, so annoying. Yeah, just oh. it's it's got to go. So I, like we've had some them. just some really really chippy matches with them. So for the on the pitch rivalry in a year and three quarters of soccer play, give me the Red Bulls as Charlotte's rival for sure. But and George and George says uh, Nashville is one that is brewing. So a little bit. I would rather be na rivals with Nashville than Atlanta for sure personally. Yeah. But we'll, we'll see if that what happens. All right, uh, Lee's Cup final. Is there a set stadium? I keep seeing this question going around and around on Twitter. The team that is in the final that had the better supporter shield standing last year will host, unless Monterrey and uh, again, I forgot the Queretro. name, sorry, Chris. You, Queretro. unless they play each other, then I guess they will have maybe a, a Las Vegas or another stadium that they randomly I think it would play be at. Either Houston or Dallas, right. I would guess, 100%. Yeah. But, right, but if it's an MLS team, it will be held at the MLS team stadium, and if it's two MLS teams, it will be held at whatever team had the, the better supporter shield record last year, and as far as Miami goes, the only time that they will be hosting would be against the two Mexican teams, yeah. and I think that's it. That, that's the only chance we have now at this point. 
All right, uh, Chris. Any other other questions before we uh, start wrapping? Well, I didn't up? find any more football questions. If that's what you're asking me, no. That that is what I was asking. And before you ask your question, because I know it's coming up, Chris. I know it's coming up. My my last question. I, I because I'm very interested. I've been to Bank of America Stadium. Beautiful stadium. I loved it. For those of you that haven't been out to Charlotte, I highly recommend you guys go to the last game of the season. Yeah. Awesome. Me and my wife, we absolutely loved it out there. We went, spent the day in downtown, then just walked to the stadium, and then we walked back to downtown, and then we caught the flight at nighttime. Awesome experience. If you go to the stadium, when you're walking around the top of the stadium, you look on one side of the stadium, and it's beautiful city. You look on the other side, and it's just it looks like a forest out there. It's just it's so awesome. I really loved it. I highly suggest that you guys do. And my wife constantly tells me how nice the people were over there. She absolutely loved Charlotte. So hats off to you and everybody from Charlotte because we really liked it out there. We're hoping to make it out there. So, But I did want to ask, are there any rituals or traditions that the Charlotte supporters or Charlotte fans do before the game or during the game? Because I love that kind of stuff. So our biggest pregame ritual is a dance uh thing uh pre-kickoff ritual they call it the poznan and it's based off of a uh a club called lek poznan in uh in poland and uh since we start since we had our first two dps were polish players uh our fan bases kind of looked towards poland for some inspiration they found this lek poznan thing that they do and it's basically what happens is all the uh right before kickoff all the supporters turn around and face the back of the stadium and put arms around each other and then jump up and down. And then the way we do it, we play Peppas. You know that song, Peppas? Like, yeah, it mm-hmm. was big in Miami oh, Heat. Yeah, yeah. Uh, For the Heat, that was like their rallying uh, song this year. Da, 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 da. Yeah, exactly. So uh, so that plays while we all jump up and down and go, hey, 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 hey. And then uh, then we kick the, the game off. So that's it's really fun. And it's something that I was resistant to at first because I was like, this is stupid. I don't want to turn my back to the field. That seems like turning my back on the players, you know, but like it, it, but like the people that wanted it to happen made it happen. And they just like kept doing it. Like it started off with like maybe, you know, a few hundred people would start to do it. And then it became like the, and like a few sections of supporter section would do it. Then it would grow and grow the whole, you know, both levels of supporter sections do it. And now it's growing out to the point where like the whole stadium almost gets it going. So I think by the the middle of next year, it'll be a thing where like the whole stadium probably does the pause and hopefully pre-kickoff. That'll be fun. Um, Do you think it'll be the same song next year? I don't know. Uh, Is the guy that does it, uh, what, Testo or whatever? I'm not, I forget the the artist who does the song, but uh, is he probably I'm not sure. No, yeah. it's not Maluma. I have no clue. I but, assume it'll be the same song. But it's um, it's Faruko, but he like devoted himself oh, Faruko, to religion. Yes. Do you know what the song is about? About like popping pills, taking taking them all. Okay, right? yes. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, he, I, he, hey, that's probably he devoted himself to religion. He said that he uh, regrets making that song or something. Oh, that would well, I could see. I you know, unfortunately, it's out there in the world, and uh, you know, it's it's, it's an awesome song. Say, is it the artist or the audience that is de- determining the meaning of or value of a work of art? So, uh, I want to respond to Lucas real quick, who says Man City fans claim they started the Poznan Law. Not true. They played against Lech Poznan in a European match, and they were so impressed by seeing the Lech Poznan supporters do it that they then did it for their thing, that whole European tournament that they played in. I think that was eight years ago or nine years ago, but they did not invent shit. 
Man City it did not invent anything. They invented buying your way to the top, and unfortunately, they didn't. They didn't even invent that. So whatever, move on. <laughs> <laughs> so we yeah, got we got Dan Bram. We got Dan Bram's score right, and we never talked about our scores, Danny. Let, oh, you're right. Look at we we didn't give our predictions. You're right. Well, I'll give I'll give my prediction before I get into my questions because I also have something new that I want to show the guys uh, when we get over to the question. Um, I'll start off with my prediction. I think it's going to be four two. We're going to win in regular time, and yeah, that's what I think it's going to be four two. What about you? Yeah, uh, I you know what I, I also feel really confident about this game, but there's several reasons. One, your defense is really bad. Two, everybody's saying that we're getting calls. I think it's being overblown. But let's say hypothetically we are getting calls. You guys lead the league in yellow cards. You guys aren't very disciplined. You've also given up the second most penalties in the league so far this year. So that's if you're going to give us – yeah, that's pretty messy. So if you're going to be playing messy and if we're really getting these calls that everybody's saying we're getting and you give it up to referee's discretion 50-50, I think we might get a penalty kick. You're going to get some yellow cards. So because of that, I do think that we win. I think it's going to be similar to the Atlanta game is what I'll, honestly I'm thinking. I can't imagine a clean sheet just because us keeping a clean sheet is, is, is wild to me. But I, I do think that we will put up some points. Uh, I was looking up the stats on Charlotte. Um, like you said, worst defense in the league. They've given up the most goals. They've also attempted the least amount of shots in the league. Um, and the only team that has less clean sheets than you guys is us. So obviously both defenses aren't very good, but I think that our defense will hold up if you guys can't score on set pieces. And I, I think we put up four goals. Now, how many you guys put up? I don't know. I'd say maybe one or two. So I, did you say four or two, Chris? I said it was going to be four two. I really was going to lean towards four three, but four two seems no, comfortable. I think, I think I'll go four two also. Cause I do think that we will score because but the last time we played a, a really bad defense, we put up four goals on Atlanta. So, I, I mean, unless they completely stifle Busquets, I think that we're it, it, it might key. be along the same lines. Yeah, that's the key. But so, it, so might Danny, be other than lines. that, though, I mean, <laughs> come on, I mean, right? <laughs> yeah, but but that's that, that, look. When I saw that you guys lead the league in yellow cards, mm. <laughs> second in, in most penalties conceded, I was like, look, if 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 it's true that yeah. we're getting favorite favorite like these favoritism for these calls like that plays right into our hands which again the, i'm not saying that we are but if it is true and these referees and diapers were watching messy play soccer so like i know you put oh you put a yellow card team loving versus you know along with some fan the 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 refs that love messy forget about it it's a wrap mr miami now, i'm assuming you, you guys, guys here all late. i'll say is there's not much difference between four two and three three, it's just one goal either way. Uh, we, we just, you know what I'm <laughs> this, saying? This it's is razor true. said, it's razor. This said. is true, so, this is yeah. true. But, um, yeah, man, look, the way we looked against Atlanta and the fact that Messi was basically gassed after the fourth goal in the 55th minute, and I think if he would have had more stamina, he probably could have put, put, put up more goals on Atlanta. I do think that bolts poorly for you guys. Um, I, I, oh, yeah, I put up a, another, uh, message here sorry for people in the audio but um somebody asked if we got tickets for the game and if we let the club know that it isn't cool I, i'm assuming you missed the beginning episode where i had the camera shaking quite a bit 
you can go back and watch the beginning. I, I let them know if they're watching. And I know a couple people watch. I've heard. So epic uh, rant. <clears throat> rant. I was inspired. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I wasn't going to drink the wine until I heard that rant. And I was like, great. Now, now I know what kind of now show it's I'm perfect timing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah. my favorite thing, uh, be- by the way, my favorite thing early in the episode is you're like, it's, I'm sick of this bull, this BS. And, and so you like censored yourself. And then like two minutes, you're like, fuck this bullshit, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, been, It's amazing. Look, because I, I know people that tell me that they watch the kid, uh, that they listen uh, and, or yeah, they watch yeah, with yeah. their kids. So I've been trying to do my best, but sometimes I can't help it. Listen, and real quick, my, before we keep going, oh, go ahead, Chris. My own son watches the podcast. I try not to curse, but like I curse all the time around my whole family. So it is what it is. Uh, Chris, real quick, before you get into your questions, uh, Robert Taylor. Is he starting on the left wing? And does Diego Gomez start over Kremaki? Those are my two questions for you. And Dan, Danny, you watched the game on uh, on Sunday also. Maybe you have an in- input on that also. So that's my question to see where you guys, because I know people in the chat are probably curious, and then we'll move on to your questions. Well, Gomez is not going to get the start over Ben Krem. There's absolutely so. no way. I don't I think, think so. I think he Didn't yeah, Gomez miss like a point-blank header against Dallas? He might. I don't remember. Oh, like he might have. Match. He had. He had a poor game right, for sure. Had, something like that. I don't know. Yeah. That was his first and, start, though. And Taylor needs to start. And Lucas, by the way, I do curse on every podcast. I mean, fuck it. Like I said, I I still curse because <laughs> whatever. You know. Uh, I try not to, but like I fail thirty seconds into it. So. And, uh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to ask you. So you think Ben Krem starts and Robert Taylor? Oh, ben Krem on the starts left side? and Robert Taylor for sure. Yeah, Robert Taylor starts on the left side because the left yeah. side is is he had he wasn't productive last game because him and Jordi Alba just didn't seem to. Well, he didn't know how to work with Jordi Alba. Do you think he starts on the left well, side? Maybe I feel Jordi like Alba more... didn't know how to work with him. Oh, brother! I think he he would work better <laughs> off on the right side. So well, maybe you... maybe. Oh, well, I liked we'll Robert see. Taylor better when he was called Jeremy Lin. That guy's nothing. <laughs> I hope they start Robert Taylor. Trust me. He sucks. No. No, Robert Taylor is awesome. Look, this guy does this... bang, bang, bang. <laughs> We've been writing I mean, this You Robert have a few Taylor... games in a row, and then all of a sudden people forget that like you were about to retire and you got booted out of English, you know, uh, rec league no. football. A don't don't listen ago. to Taylor Twillman, man. Taylor Twillman is talking out of his ass when he's talking no, about Robert Taylor trust Twillman. Me, no. Robert Taylor. No, I don't. I don't. <laughs> you don't go worry about Robert that. Taylor. We've been calling him Neymar Light on here for about a year now because he was the only player that could do absolutely anything. He does have good skill with the ball. Yeah. yeah. He does and have when, good skill when with he, the ball. When he has space to work, he can go to work. But with Jordi Alba taking up all that space because no, I, I, will, so high. I, I already regret talking trash on a winger who's going to be <laughs> running out of and start inverted full. There you go. That's yeah. right. That's your weakness. So, all right. Uh, so go ahead. I leave it off to you, Chris. Sorry for taking so long with that. Well, Mike V brings something up here, which I need to get to before the question. Faruko has the same amount of Super Bowl rings as Dan Marino. You are a thousand percent correct. Right. And to top that off, to top that off, I just want everybody to be updated here. As of July 31st, we are officially destroying Damarino and his stupid fucking plates. By 22, not destroying. Well, fuck Damarino, man. Laces out, Dan. Come on, man. Exactly. Peace, bro. So that's an update for everyone. And now, so here's the thing. Now, before... Before I get to the question, right, 
I do want to ask a side question. No, you know what? No, I'm going to, I'm going to get to it because everybody's clamoring for it. We're just going to throw this up there and you, my friend have to pick a choice between one and five and the steak and one and six for the bread. And before you answer, just know that everybody in the chat will judge you based solely on this question. Yes. <laughs> oh man. Uh, I gotta go three four. Okay, three four. I gotta, I gotta take it right down the middle. That. I got you know. I, I, just, I you that. know. I'm not not normally a down the middle type of guy in my life, but three four just looks delicious <laughs> right now. I could go for some steak and yeah. toast. No, yes. No. I, I, I can I can choices. bang with two. I can bang with two. I can't bang with one. You can't do Ooh. four either. And then at, at five, you're basically chewing on yeah, a at, leather. At slipper. five, I just I'm give me the chicken. Yeah, please. Yeah, just forget about it. <laughs> give me the chicken. Look at that. Mike, Mike V doesn't approve. I don't know. Has Mike ever told us what he likes? <laughs> I think Tartar Mike V has mentioned. One right. time, my ignorant ass ordered steak tartare, and they brought it. And I was like, "What the shit? They didn't cook this shit. I, just, I didn't even <laughs> eat it." <laughs> All right, go ahead, Chris. Well, no, that's it. And uh, look, Dan well, Brams. No, 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 no. That's it. That's it. Uh, listen, Dan Brams, it's been phenomenal. It's been a pleasure to have you on with us. We appreciate the time that you took. Everybody loved you in the in the chat. And I want you to take some time to plug some of your stuff in. Let these guys know where they can find you. There was a couple of people that were wondering where they can find your stuff. So uh, look at, you can see on the screen there, at Danny Brams is my personal handle. I mostly, anything I tweet on there, I end up deleting because I just, I don't know. I just, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I just delete any tweet that goes on my personal, I delete a few days later. But I I like that, that's reason long, enough to follow him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, I also run uh, at For the Crown Baby, the other, that's the account that we're more active on, me and John, my co host of the show. Uh, we created the Charlotte Soccer Show. Uh, a year and a half ago, like right when the club launched, uh, probably a couple months before the first game is when we started the show. And we, uh, you know, talked about uh, the club and our expectations and everything. And at the end of the episode, I, you know, I just kind of off that off the cuff said for the crown, baby, because our, our hashtag is for the crown or whatever. And I like to say baby at the end of things. And that just kind of became our like rallying cry or whatever. So now I say it at the end of every episode and that's the name of our handle for the crown, baby um so check us out there we like to make a lot of jokes and talk a lot of shit of course it's great and then uh you can listen to the charlotte soccer show we have a youtube also you can catch us on youtube charlotte soccer show you can follow us on any podcast platform charlotte soccer show um we'll post all our links obviously on that for the crown baby so you'll find us there and uh yeah i, I that, that's about it i uh, I had something I want to say. When we meet you in person, are you going to have important. this holy holographic? <laughs> no, no. Well, maybe, you? No? maybe. You never know. I might. I have to because... pay someone to follow me around, uh, <laughs> you know, Beyonce style. You know, to blow I'm going to be very disappointed if I don't see this. This, this but I'll tell you what, thing around if you. you guys and anyone, I please come to the uh, the uh, October 20th match, the last game of the year, Decision Day, um, in Charlotte, Miami at Charlotte. I'll show you all a good time. Please come pre-party with us. We we have a pre-game spot that's like a few blocks down from the stadium. Uh, it's uh, then we walk in oh. and um, it's great. You guys should definitely come and visit. And uh, I would I would love to hang with you in person for sure. I won't have yeah. quite the angelic glow, but I can. 
I've got a few things that can make the angelic glow appear. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, uh, that's what I'm talking about. And then um, I would just say thanks to all the commenters and the chatters. Yeah, really appreciate you guys uh, uh, inviting me. I'm here to ha I'll have fun always. Uh, it's all about jokes. Our show, our Charlotte Soccer Show is like all about vibes. We record like at local bars and like Sam always talk about like oh, what we're nice. drinking as we go and stuff like that. So, and, and we celebrate Charlotte as a city also and stuff like that. So uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm just a happy go lucky guy that um, people asked about the Emmys. That's what I was going to say. So I do have, I do like to show off my Emmys. I'm not an egotistical son of a bitch, but I do have a couple sports Emmys that I've gotten from my career. I'm a sports TV producer in my, in my day oh, job nice. work for nice. ESPN and uh, have had the blessed life to uh, uh, get paid to do really fun stuff a lot. Um, but, but sometimes it's a grind as well. So, but yeah, I did win a couple of sports semis as, as just team wins. It's not like I did some like crazy, amazing uh, individual solo effort. Those are team wins for like shows that I worked on. So yeah, but Good that's things. still awesome. But uh, yeah, well, we want to thank you again, like Chris said, for for joining us. Uh, you are awesome, and uh, we we hope. With I, I told Chris at the beginning of the season, there's two places I wanted to go for sure on the road. Well, three really, Orlando, but that's always a given. Uh, Atlanta and Charlotte because I just love Charlotte. So hopefully we make it down there. Yeah, uh, hey, Chris, you know, I, I, now you got someone to hang with when you get here. So, yeah, for sure. Come on down. For sure. I actually, well, Danny forgot this question because you're the one that typically asked this. I, I've We're never talking asked about the cafecito. Yes, you have. Yes, you have. I've never yes, asked this have. question. All right. So, we'll get to it. On a vacation, if you had to make a choice to go on a cruise or you go on a cruise, right? From a one to five, five being best vacation choice one being worst vacation choice where do you rank cruising so i've never done it so i can't say i think it's very subjective about how you feel about the small rooms that i that i always hear about on cruises like if you can't handle that then you can't handle the cruise i will say that i would probably say i hate to be mr down the middle here but like i have a, a, enough interest in going that i would rate it a three but there's so many other things that are fours and fives that I, I would probably never get to the cruise because I would do so many other different things on vacation that, that would require okay. me. Yeah. But you wouldn't but put would it at love, a one. Yeah. I would love to go to the ports. Like I would like sleep on the boat the entire time, hopefully, maybe, you know, and then like get up and like go like hang out in the, the port cities and stuff that we stayed at. That would be fun. That's all it is, though. It's like you sleep, you eat, and then you just drink. Like this literally all it is. And then you visit different cities around the world. Like, yeah. I can't imagine how people don't love it. And, yes, we are going to talk to him because we do have Charlotte after Friday two more times. Right. So hopefully he can come and join us two more times this season. And uh, and thank you. <laughs> I wanted to give a thank you to George Torres for joining us. Really appreciate you. I know you, yeah. you uh, interacted a lot in the chat with all of us, so we really appreciate that also. Any final thoughts, Chris? Uh, no, man, that's a wrap. And this Friday is going to be phenomenal. It was a pleasure to hang out with the two Dans. And everybody in the chat, thank you guys for taking the time to just kick it with us. And no, we are not scouts. I just play FIFA and I follow the FIFA cards. That's it. That's how we scout on this show. FIFA cards for sure. That's how I scout. Yes, for sure. <laughs>
All right. Thank you again, Danny, for uh, for joining us. And for those of you who are listening on audio, if you listened all hour and a half, we appreciate you. Go ahead and take a second to like, subscribe, and, uh, and leave a comment or a review on the audio. If you're watching on YouTube, thank you for watching all the way to the end. And if you are in the comment section, as always, thank you for participating. You, as always, are the best part of this show. We appreciate you interacting with us. And if you are looking for any Inter-Miami or all you new Messi fans, any new Messi gear, please go ahead and visit us at batteredfans.com we got all the new stuff we got i gotta update this because we got a bunch of new stuff out there also so go to batteredfans.com and check that out and until the next one have a good one